Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another live episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Had a little technical difficulty at the start, but we are back and ready for an amazing show. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I am joined by one of the co-producers from the last match, a rock wrestling musical. You know him as host of the show, Mr. Tommy Fierro. Tommy, good morning, brother. Where's my nickname today, Jay? Every week you have a nickname for me. No nickname today? Listen, man, because of the significance of today's show, where we are connecting with a very special guest responsible for the book and lyrics for the last match, I figured I had to put some respect on your name and mention the co-producer title, because it's a big deal, Tommy. It's a big deal. Absolutely, man. And while you get him on, I'll talk briefly. Uh, it, the, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fitting week to have him on, Jay, is because we just announced this past Monday that the last match musical will be returning to White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey on Monday, November the 14th for not one, but two performances, just like last time. It will be a 2.30 performance. And a 7.30 performance. Now, the, the night performance last time, Jay, was absolutely sold out. People were turned away at the door. Many people turned away at the door. At the, the afternoon show was standing room only on a Monday afternoon. So I am very, very excited for it to come back to New Jersey on November the 14th. And I, I guarantee you that people that went to the September 26th show will return again. I already have several people uh, that I know that are going back again. They can't wait to see it again. Uh, one, one friend of mine, he went and his wife couldn't go because she was working. He went to the afternoon show. This time he's coming back and bringing back his wife. The, the word of mouth. I mean, I, I've, I've been in and around the wrestling business for the last 30 years. And um, the word of mouth alone on this is absolutely skyrocketing since the September 26th performance. And anyone that hasn't had the opportunity to see see it yet that lives in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a wrestler, I know a lot of wrestlers listen to the podcast, if you're a promoter, if you are any way, shape, or form involved in or around the wrestling business or just a fan, uh, you have to make it out on Monday, November 14th, because the last one, Jay, was absolutely out of this galaxy. And to the point where the the musical ended, and the entire crowd, including many that were Broadway fans and not wrestling fans, chanting, holy shit, holy shit. I, I mean, I, I am not, I don't go to the musicals often or plays often, I, maybe once or twice a year. Uh, but I had never seen that before ever. And I know that the producers of, of the show never have seen that or heard that reaction before. And uh, Jay, do we have Jason on? Yeah. So waiting in the wings right now is our very special guest this morning. His name is Jason Huza, and he is responsible for the book and lyrics for the last match, this rock wrestling musical combination I'm excited for the conversation ahead this morning. I know our listeners are too, Tommy. So without further ado, please welcome 
Jason, who's it in the show? Jason. Yusa, good Yusa, morning. brother. Say it right. Yusa. It's Yusa. Yusa. Jason Yusa. Jason Yusa. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for taking time to visit with us this morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Hey, Jason. What's going on, man? How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm great. Just listening uh, to, the, to the start of the show. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. The, uh, the energy in that room was out of this world. Um, well, I, I'd, like yeah. to, I'd like to start off there. Before we, we, before we get into your backstory and how, I mean, I know how this project all came together. But just mm-hmm. let's start with what you just said. And I know you've been a part of many uh, musicals and theater stuff in the past. Have you ever, in your career, have you ever heard a reaction like that at, the, at what happened at the end, the end of the last match musical where the audience was saying, holy shit, holy shit, because I think that was the first, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's uh, ever happened, frankly, and it's going to be the, uh, probably the highlight of my uh, of my life was that moment, you know, us surrounded by friends and family, and we were kind of just looking around at each other like, whoa, holy shit, yeah, like, wow. But, uh, you know, the person, I'll tell you, you know, my wife introduced me to theater, and she's, you know, my my big ally and, and, and supporter and she's amazing but she definitely uh she came up with classical uh, musical theater you know loving it um you know the, the, the Stephen Sondheim's uh, and those types of shows and you know for a, a theater fan like her to come watch the show and get so engaged she actually lost her voice uh <laughs> chanting for Ben's vengeance and uh you know she'd never been to a wrestling match in her life, but she was so swept away in the energy of it. And I don't, I can't imagine there was a person there who didn't feel the same way. But if, if my wife uh, would hop on a project like this and, and come see it without knowing much about what's going to go happen and then lose her voice chanting for a character that she was only introduced to that day, I think that speaks uh, worlds for the type of, uh, you know, cross genre uh, enthusiasm that there was for this. Absolutely, man. And, and I know, you know Jeremiah James, uh, originally came up with this concept, I, and I know I'm, you've, you've worked with Jeremiah in the past, previous to this. What was your initial take? Now, this is what I wanted to ask you. I don't think I've ever asked you this. Uh, I, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the wrestling business. If you were a fan growing up, is something you follow. What 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 was your initial reaction when Jeremiah came to you with this project? Um, yeah, well, I, look, I hop in uh, both feet. Jeremiah and I have uh, a, a great track record of working together, you know, with uh, with our other show, Happening Key West, uh, that he also conceived and was a book writer for, and then, um, you know, with this show. But, you know, my, my take on uh, writing is, uh, you know, you just say yes, right? If it's an interesting uh, concept and, you know, there's energy and enthusiasm behind it, then uh, I just say yes. And I was a fan um, of wrestling, you know, especially in the 80s uh, growing up. So, you know, it's a it's an interesting thing, wrestling, because there's an energy there that I don't know if it's replicated in any other genre of en- entertainment. So, you know, marrying the two I thought would be a fun challenge. Um, and, you know, Jeremiah, the, the guy's more than human. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You know, he was acting <laughs> in Funny Girl on Broadway, directing this, lead producing also, while lead producing another show. While he's, being he's, the great husband. he's the man. He's the man. Uh, but, I, you know, uh, to, to the premiere of uh, Key West, um, at least the, the developmental lab that we did at the Fulton Opera House, you know, he was wearing a blazer, but then also a Randy Macho Man shirt underneath it <laughs> to, 
<laughs> you know, so yeah, he is a hard fan. And, you know, I was like, if he's going to put his energy and enthusiasm into something like this, then 100% I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, man. And we're going we're gonna to jump to the phone line, Jay, in just one second. I just had one more quick question for Jay and Jason before we get started. So, so me being, a, you know, I'm an independent wrestling promoter. So, like, when I see my storylines play out in front of an audience, Jason, and they react the way I want them to react or the way I was hoping that they would react, it's literally the greatest feeling in the world, like seeing little kids with big smiles on their face and their parents are even happier because the kids are happy. So seeing those storylines and angles play out before you the way you want it to go and then see the reaction that you want to get or see, what was it like for you? Because going into this, like you've never, I mean, this, this has never been done before pro wrestling on, on, you know, uh, theater style. So what was it like for you? to get that reaction. I mean, they, the fans were so heavily, heavily, heavily involved in the actual um, musical throughout the entire, uh, throughout the entire performance. It's not like what you see where everyone's sitting on their hands in the, in the theater uh, or on Broadway. I mean, the, the, the fans were just as much of a part of the musical as the performers were in some way, shape or form. So, what was it like for you, man, seeing these ideas and the way you wrote it and how you wrote it just play before your eyes in a way probably like it was like tenfold what you probably imagined? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's across the board. I mean, every single actor, every single character that we had, you know, I mean, it, this was, you know, a hundred and, and, and a million percent that everybody gave. And, you know, from Alexander Swagger, you know, Matt Cardona and Ramin and Ben Vengeance, Amber, uh, you know, fabulous Miss Jenny, but uh, you know, and, and, and everybody. I mean, honestly, Alpha and Bull. But when the mother came out, and the mother is a character I'm really close to. I mean, I listened to that song over and over. And this was just, you know, I was thinking, you know, what are some characters that maybe wrestling hasn't seen in the past? Maybe the, you know, the concept has been done somewhere. You know, it's a wide world. But um, you know, I, <laughs> when the mother came out, this is a disgruntled mother who's got 15 kids, and the line in the song is, you know, I do so much laundry, that's why I'm great with these clotheslines. I mean, the crowd was so invested <laughs> with this character, and, you know, when she came out, you know, when we timed it, it, you know, the show in rehearsal was somewhere around two hours, and, you know, that's, that's expected to change at some point. But, yeah, that 8.30 show went 40 minutes uh, over time with, all the crowd interaction and the chanting and the enthusiasm for each of these characters. I don't think we anticipated that, but I'll tell you, it's definitely a special moment. And to hear the crowd catch on to, you know, catchphrases um, that the characters had that, you know, our, our uh, script supervisor, Phil Blackman came up with, you know, brilliant catchphrases and, 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 and scenes that he injected that gave Ben just weight, but the crowd reacted to they had been following their careers, you know, for years and years. And, you know, frankly, again, it's, it's not unlike, it's not like anything else I've ever participated in. So I was, I was, it was like a being in a dream, both performances. And I'm so excited to do it again. <laughs> Jason, I have so many questions myself about your process and how you take an idea and bring it to the point where it's on stage in front of an audience. But this is a live call-in show, and so callers take precedent, and the lines are lighting up to speak with you, my man. <laughs> and so we're going to take right. some phone calls now, and I'll hold my questions uh, for the moment. Uh, first up is a caller calling from the New Jersey area. Uh, caller, good morning. What's your name? And you are live with Jason. Are we live, pal? 
You are live on the air with We're Jason Guza. <laughs> this is Rostafa from West Orange, New Jersey. What's going on, y'all? Hey, hey Rostafa, <laughs> what's up, buddy? We're oh, my God. Man. First and foremost, the mother is over. <laughs> the mother oh, is time. over. First and, first and foremost, everybody was like, I want her merchandise. And then they were like, it's coming. They're coming. And I'm like, well, they're finally here, and I'm about to get mine. Uh, first and foremost, Jason, I was with you and uh, I believe Jeremiah up in the uh, VIP section of uh, the White Eagle Hall. You're hanging with your kids. And it was just really cool seeing families together actually at the shows enjoying it and that's what really you know puts a smile on my face because wrestling as we all know it is a universal language which is made up of various parts in our society but um for me personally it was just i dreamt about this even myself years ago could a wrestling show be almost like a broadway performance and almost even be on broadway down the road i mean we saw it with rocky you know we saw it with various other uh shows that happen on Broadway that nobody ever thought would ever see, and then they happen, and the next thing I see this, and I'm like, holy crap, this is what it needs to be. And by the way, keep that fan interaction, because that's what makes the show. Without that interaction, it's just another show. So how we fine-tune that and find the beats for it will definitely take some time, but it will definitely be worth it. So uh, a couple questions. Basically, um, and, I, and I've said this before, the characters are really what's going to carry the show more so than the story, I feel. Um, my, even my heart, I'm feeling like, you know, this show can definitely have so much potential, but it's like there's also been some flack also online, Jason, as well. Like, you know, like I don't, I'm not really a theater person or I'm not really a wrestling person. Do you feel like the non-casual wrestling fan and the non-casual theater person eventually would be the core audience that you guys want to tackle in order for the survival of the show to be seen 10, 15, 20 years from now? Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, <clears throat> yeah, thanks. And we were, we were standing there. Yeah, your energy was through the roof, too. It was, it was, it was fantastic. Oh, and thank you. Thank you for well. the review. Yeah, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean... Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, for the non-theater fans, I had friends from uh, Canada, from North Carolina, um, who came up for it, who had never been to a wrestling match. Um, and likewise, I, you know, we've had uh, fans of wrestling who came. But, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's I think, that, uh, one of the strengths of the show is, you know, guys like Ramin and uh, Amber jumping into this uh, process as, you know, serious theater people. I mean, Ramin's the headlining uh, funny girl right now on, on Broadway. And, and day one was up on the ropes with Alpha Junior and uh, Bull James, you know, and, you know, down to get right into this process. Amber, too, I mean, on the top ropes, day one. And, you know, those are serious theater people. And likewise, you know, with Brandon Scott and, you know, Tina San Antonio, Bishop Vicky, you know, serious wrestlers hopping in the ring. But then, you know, when you have a song like Ballet with Teeth uh, that Savannah and Chris uh, made, you know, slowing down the process and really showcasing the beauty of wrestling and, and the intricacy and the, and the hard work that goes into it. I mean, that was a very theatrical moment where they slow it down and they do a ballet and show these moves kind of in slow motion uh, as the band is playing. And I think those are the types of moments where you can get really theatrical with um, with what we have. And, you know, again, the strength of uh, directorial choices Jeremiah made. But you know, I, I think the I think the two worlds are, are are just natural allies. And you know, when you have these ballads that Sopana and Chris, you know, uh, came up with, and 
you know, like there was nobody on the team that didn't give it their all. Wrestlers were doing theater, theater people were doing wrestling, and it it was amazing. So I think it's going to have a long, long life. And I'm advocating for a CWW shirt. I know you don't want to put the other territory <laughs> over, but I need a CWW shirt. This must happen. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. We just Stop ordered it. a bunch. Thanks we so just got a bunch of uh, – yeah, thanks, Mustafa. <laughs> Uh, real, real quickly, Jay, before we go to the next uh, caller, I just want to let everyone know that uh, the last match musical T-shirts and uh, different um, characters that were in the musical, it's, they're available now on ProWrestlingTees.com. The, the store just dropped like two days ago. So I know a lot of our listeners go to Pro Wrestling Tees. You can now get last match musical gear there. So, Jay, make sure you get yours after uh, we get off today's episode. I will head right to ProWrestlingTees.com and pick up whatever I can get my hands on in my size, that is for sure. We're going to keep rolling through the phone calls with Jason. Up next, an unknown caller to the show, first-time caller from looks to be the New York area code. Caller, good morning. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Ashley, and I'm actually calling from Old Bridge, New Jersey. Hey, Ashley, this is another ISW fan. How are you doing today, Ashley? I'm doing great. How are you? Great. I'm I'm happy you called in because uh, Ashley was also at the last match musical on September the 26th, so uh, she can drop some firsthand experience and knowledge from uh, being there. And you're on with Jason, the uh, Jason Yusa, the man that was in charge of the lyrics and book, and we owe it all to him. Yeah, I mean, I was there. I will be honest, I've been a musical theater fan a lot longer than I've been a wrestling fan. I'm in my mid-30s, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I've been a, a a theater fan since I'm 10, 12 years old and only been a wrestling fan since my, you know, early to mid-20s. So getting, going to both of them together, and I've, I've said it to a couple of people, I I went in with no expectations because I didn't want to go in with low ones or high ones and be upset or whatever the case may be. So I just went like, hey, this is cool. I go to wrestling every weekend of my life. Let's throw something different in there. And <laughs> I was blown away. I was, you know, right in the front row. Anyone that looked over to me or saw me, I was there in a pair of red fuzzy boots. So if you were there, you'll know who I am now. <laughs> I was smiling, laughing, and cheering the entire time. I could not believe how much I loved it. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it it was amazing. I I have I was on I was on my family group text the next day. They're like, Ash, what did you go to last night? And I told them like, this is what it was. It was amazing. You have to go see it. I've had the soundtrack on in my office at work, and people are walking in like, what are you, what's going on in there? So yeah, you definitely <laughs> you you made some fans out there. It, it was huge. That's awesome. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I have that soundtrack on twenty four seven. Uh, yeah, <laughs> headphones around the house. My kids know the song. It's uh, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's on constantly. <laughs> awesome, Ashley. You said you said you didn't know what to expect going into it. it. So obviously you didn't really have any expectations one way or another. But after seeing it, I'm assuming that it totally blew away your expectations. It, it did blow it away. You know, it's people have compared wrestling to, you know, theater before. If you ever watched like the Total Divas when it first started, they said it's mm-hmm. it's ballet with body slams. So right there, that is combining the, the kind of the businesses together. And it is entertainment. And I tell people all the time, I'm a wrestling fan because it's it entertains me. I don't go there because 
I, I think, oh, this is real. This is really happening. I, it entertains me. So I went in with just let's get entertained. And, you know, going in and just the music, I'm tapping my foot. I, the, the song's stuck in my head. And that's how mm-hmm. I know it's a great musical. There, there are some musicals that I've gone to Broadway and I've seen, and I walk away and I'm like, oh, okay. But then there's some musicals that I've seen that I'm walking, you know, through Manhattan to my car, and I'm singing the songs already, and somehow I memorize them after only seeing it 20 minutes ago. That's what happened here. That the, the Alexander Swagger song is still in my head right now, and I can't get it out. I, I knew the words immediately somehow, and I loved it. And I, I don't – I went in with that – again, I went in with no expectations. So to, to be driving home and, you know, I'm – driving through Jersey City, and I have no idea where I am, and I have to figure out where to get the turnpike, but instead I'm singing that song. It was an interesting <laughs> evening. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, you know, because I listen to it on Spotify now, and, um, <clears throat> you know, if you're not listening to the album, you just pick a song and listen to it. What's always surreal to me is you hear a song like the Alexander Swagger song called I'm Awesome, and, you know, if it's on, if it's on uh, random, the next song could be from Cabaret. <laughs> Or it could be from Wicked, like it's fully in there in the musical theater genre. But then, you know, it's Matt Cardona <laughs> singing this song, I'm Awesome, uh, you know, right right in there in the mix. So, yeah, I, I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah, and even seeing him, like I, I wasn't this, you know, huge Matt Cardona fan. Yeah, I like Zack Ryder when he was in WWE. And, yes, like on the indies, I've seen him. And Matt Cardona, he's he's entertaining and I like him. But I wasn't one of those people that's like, oh, my God, Matt Cardona, I love him. Now, whenever I see he's on a poster for a show, I just smile like, oh, Cardona. And it, just, it makes me see even him differently. And it, it elevated him as a performer to me. You know, uh, he was on Impact last week. It's uh, like their, their paper, whatever it was, two weeks ago. And, yes, he was wrestling, and he was fully in that version of entertainment. But I'm just watching that, just laughing, like, huh, he, he was singing two weeks ago, and I loved it. Like, it's just it, – <laughs> Change the level of entertainment. Even guys like Bull James and Alpha Jr., who I've seen wrestle literally countless times because I, I go to a lot of shows, it's, I see them differently now. Like I saw Bull James wrestle Friday night, and it just it was different to me watching him wrestle after seeing him in that version. So it's, it's changed <laughs> my mind even of the wrestling business that I, so far this year I've gone to 44 wrestling shows, and even that's wow. now changed for me after seeing this. So it's, it's, it's a crazy experience. That's great. Yeah, Matt came in, uh, again, you know, just like everybody else, came in day one, prepared to, you know, to just knock it out, knock it out of the park. And, yeah. He did. <laughs> he came big. It was it was fantastic. <laughs> Ashley, Absolutely. thank you so much for, for calling in and sharing your perspective on the last Mass Musical with us. We really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Have a great day, guys. You, you too, too Ashley. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Jason, before we jump in, I mean, listen, Jason, I'm not exaggerating. The calls are stacked up. You are a very popular person this morning. People want to get through to you. But before we take on the next caller, I want to ask something to you. As somebody who may not be as familiar with the world of theater, when you say you are responsible for the book and lyrics for a show, in my mind, that tells me that you actually helped pen the story and then wrote lyrics to the song. Am I am I on the right page with that? Uh, yes. Yeah. The book would be the story. The lyrics would be uh, anything the actors uh, sing. 
Was, uh, so you are an accomplished author. You have books that are available for purchase. We can plug some of them later on in the show, get you some, uh, <laughs> some, some uh, publicity that way. But when somebody comes to you with an idea, if it's not born in your own brain, how hard is it for you to get in the mode to be creative on that story and start to feel like you've got a good flow going? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, that's, so I write, it's, it's a compulsion. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's, um, I, I almost can't help but write. <laughs> um, you know, I do it on the subway. I do it, you know, at lunch. I write, write a lot on my phone. Uh, this show is, is unique because it was written um, during quarantine. I mean, Jeremiah had the idea, I think, I don't know when uh, he came up with the idea, but I remember at least hearing about it in 2017. It was maybe earlier, but for sure around then. And then, um, you know, it's all about finding, uh, getting the right pieces in place. And this show has been, I mean, the, the stars have really aligned with just the right people at the right time, with the, you know, with the right energy. I mean, it's just been amazing. But, yeah, Jeremiah pitched the ideas, I mean, a long, long, you know, a couple of years ago when we were working on another one. And, you know, it, we, we met, and, 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 again, it didn't move forward until Jeremiah saw Silvana Joyce in the moment perform in New Jersey. And, you know, I think he wrote me the next day. And this is how it's been with every person. When he met Tommy, he called me the next day. I met the best guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and uh, when he met the uh, co-lead producer, Rachel Murray, he's like, oh, my God, I've met the best person. Uh, but when he saw Silvana, Joyce, and her band, um, you know, and, and Chris Robert Smith, uh, he just he was like, I found the right people. And then he connects with them and finds out they're musical theater fans and that uh, they're also, you know, major wrestling fans, Chris uh, it was a huge wrestling fan, so on a huge musical theater fan. So, you know, this was just one of those um, things that was clearly just meant to happen. And, you know, we had a meeting. I think our first meeting in person um, together was just before uh, the holidays, 2019. You know, we were kicking around ideas, and then COVID happens, right? And then the world goes upside down. And, you know, we, uh, you know, we actually did, you know, I have three kids here in the city, and my wife and I, Went to go down and, uh, you know, we hid out in Tennessee for a couple months uh, with my brother on his farm. And we still got together, uh, you know, via Zoom. And we were, we were talking, we were talking. But, it was, you know, Jeremiah was like, you know, I think, you know, because the world is in such a weird place. And the idea for the show is just, you know, positive energy. And what does the world need now? And, and, and that was really, you know, the, the first song that I wrote uh, for this was, that's how you know, um, how you know that you're alive. And it's just a celebration, right? Like you're in the room, you know, they're, they're gods among us, baby. I mean, I think my kids gave me the idea that, you know, the, the, you know these, these characters are kind of like the Greek pantheon of gods, right? You got Zeus, you have, um, you know, these larger of life characters, and it's kind of like that's the, that's the energy that's going to descend upon this room. So writing in quarantine, um, you know, about this moment that you could only, you couldn't even see the light at the end of the tunnel when, when the thing was, was um, being written. But, um, yeah, so the book, you know, we, we got together, and, and, and it's me, Jeremiah, Savannah, and Chris, and, and, you know, we were just stacking pieces together, but then it became this story, and then it became a love story, then the fabulous Miss, fabulous Miss Jenny became, you know, a principal character, and, you know, then we were talking about the, uh, you know, sort of a spoiler alert, but, uh, you know, the Montreal screw job, and how could we have something on that level uh, to throw in there? And, you know, then, the, then, the, and then we had our bad guy, and when I'm Awesome was written, I think we all knew, but I'll tell you, when this thing really came together, and, and I share, you know, uh, the book credit with, with this wonderful team and, and lyrics, but Lana sent his first uh, recording of How You Know You're Alive 
that's to me, I mean, there's such rock stars. And the first time I heard that, I mean, again, you know, going back two years ago, I knew we had something super special. And she caught the energy and what this show needed to be immediately and did it after just having, a, you know, a newborn kid uh, also in quarantine, you know, in the darkest moment of the quarantine, comes up with a song this beautiful and this energetic and this just powerful. And that's when I knew, uh, I, I, frankly, that was the moment. After I heard it, I listened to it, just, the, you know, the scratchy, you know, audio version that I got via text. You know, I was listening to it over and over and over. And that's mm. just kind of what fueled the writing process going forward. So it's a collaboration, and I'm so lucky to have, uh, you know, this team to, to work together with. Well, I got I to gotta tell you, the whole process is just fascinating to somebody who doesn't necessarily have that type of creative juice that you have flowing to your veins. And so I could listen to you talk about the process uh, for much, much longer. But we do have calls stacked up, so we're going to take the next one. Yeah. Uh, next up is a longtime caller, friend of the show, Toto Tom. Good morning. You're alive with Jason Usa, responsible for the books and lyrics for the last match. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Jason. How are you today? Morning. Good. Nice to meet you. So I have a couple questions, Jason. Um, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, and when I see something like this, I was at the uh, premiere. Uh, when I see something like this, my creative juices get flowing, and I'm always thinking of, you know, ahead, all right? And I don't want to get too ahead of everything because, you know, we're just in the infancy of this. But question, mm-hmm. being that it's wrestling, is there an opportunity for the story to evolve down the road? I mean, we all know what's going on with the last match, but like pro wrestling, there are continuing storylines. So could there be another uh, play which continues the story of Ben Vengeance and Alexander Swagger? And if you, before you answer that question, I have one other uh, suggestion or idea. Now, when I was at the match, I saw – Bull James take on Alpha Jr. in a title match, and Alpha Jr. retain the title. Have you thought about having title changes throughout the various shows that you guys have? I mean, that way a fan might be able to see a title change. I know it has nothing to do with the storyline of the last match, which is why I think it wouldn't hinder the performance and the flow. Right. Uh, no, that's a great question. And, and yes, I mean, the, the short answer is yes. I think we've discussed how, you know, because, you know, the, the audience definitely connected with these characters, um, you know, in a visceral way. And, you know, I think that, you know, when you have that kind of connection and, you know, the merchandise <laughs> that people were excited, uh, you know, they want to root for these people. Absolutely. I think there's an opportunity you know, forwards and backwards. You know, I think backstories could be a thing. I think, you know, where these characters go in the in the future can be a thing. So, yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. I think there's lots of opportunity to expand on this um, and, and, and have the show grow in very interesting and creative ways. Um, as far as having the show, um, you know, it's, I don't think – well, look, let me backtrack. There's definitely a moment in the show that was always, you know, when Afa and Bull were, uh, were in there, you know, when, when the first, uh, you know, the idea was, you know, celebrity uh, guests where you could, you know, have a scene where, you know, different, um, you know, name wrestlers do participate, mention their promotion uh, and get involved that way. And, and, and in that regard, I think we could throw, you know, we have a moment where we, where we could really uh, get creative with how we insert new characters down the road. Um, 
But the main thing I would say is, you know, the show, like I said, ran two hours in rehearsal, two hours, 40 minutes at the 8.30 performance. That's 40 minutes of improvisation, which is not easy to do. I couldn't do it. You know, it's like, you know, Robin Williams and Whose Line Is It Anyway? And then, you know, our cast. Like, that's <laughs> that's who can do this well. And they did improvise for 40 minutes. So, you know, when they kind of off script like that, so naturally and so, I mean, because, you know, I'm watching it, having seen it, having knowing the script backwards and forwards, and, and still you're like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> uh, to be engaged. So, you know, I really do think every single night will be a different performance. You'll never see the same show twice in, in, in that regard. Um, so from, from that standpoint, I think the show could be different in any number of ways and grow in any number of different um, directions, for sure. That's wonderful to hear. I also want you to know I was at another show um, that um, Matt Cardona, it was his promotion. I was at mm-hmm. another show a couple of weeks later, and there were um, swagger chants going on at that pro wrestling <laughs> show. <laughs> yes. That's so there is definitely a crossover awesome. happening. Definitely, <laughs> that's fantastic. I just ordered my kids, uh, uh, my wife and uh, kids will be at the 14th. We all have swagger merchandise. We'll be rocking. We're team proud, team swagger. Wow, you're a hill, Jason. <laughs> you're a hill. I thought you were a big baby face, man. <laughs> just Toto, very now, deceptive <laughs> Toto and Tom thank you so much for calling in and giving us that uh, first hand perspective of uh, the thank event you. Man. We, we appreciate all your support I loved it talk to you guys again next week right, awesome. thank you <laughs> now Jay be, Jason uh, Jay before we get to, so it's Jay jumping I'm going to say jumping Jay Jay and Jason <laughs> so jumping Jay here you have the man that's in charge of the book and the lyrics right he is telling the ultimate story about this great, great man, this great wrestler. And what's he going to do? He is going to wear the heel shirt at the next performance. This is shocking. <laughs> this, this is breaking news. We're not, oh, man, I can't believe this. <laughs> Those shirts are really cool, though. Once again, you can head over to ProWrestlingTees.com. They just dropped about two days ago. I believe there's about – I'd say eight to ten different selections right now. I'm sure more are going to come out in the future. Uh, our good friends at World Wrestling Flashback, they did a tremendous job uh, putting together uh, the, the swag for it. And, uh, Jay, I, I want to see you. I know Jay, Jay's, Jumpin' Jay is about seven foot four, so it might be hard to find a shirt his size. But we're going we're gonna to try, right, Jay? Listen, even, even if I have to wear a belly shirt to the beach, I'll, I'll rock the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> we can sew two of them together. There you go. That's a that's a fine uh, that's a fine problem solving. Listen, before we take the next callers, I want to know, Jason. When we say book, is it yeah. a script or is this a book that maybe someday is a novel that a guy in Minnesota could purchase and read for himself? Uh, no book. Yeah, it, it, it's just a script. It's uh, I know it's confusing. Like it's. Uh, yeah, the book is just the story, um, you know, the, the dialogue, the spoken uh, dialogue, anything that's not sung, um, you know, uh, w- would be in there. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the book is the story. So, um, but, you know, that being said, you know, I suppose you could at one point go, go purchase it and read it. I don't know if the energy would jump off the page. Hopefully it would. You know, we've had a lot of, you know, when we were first sending it around, you know, reading it was uh, – 
you know, people, you know, if you can envision it in your head, then I think reading it would be as exciting as being there. But nothing's going to be as exciting as, as being there. So uh, read it, but then come see it. <laughs> read it, then come see it. See the spectacle live and in person. Up next, we're flying to Chico, California. The time Babyface Brian. Brian, good morning. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Jason, I just uh, when I look at your bio, I see that you've got uh, you've been involved in pretty much every kind of genre out there. You've got some uh, you know novels with western and science fiction. You've you know done I think it's around ten plays. You've done film all across the the spectrum. Uh, going with this project along with Jeremiah, were there any characters from your own work or maybe characters that you uh, watched on uh, on TV wrestling that you that you drew from or was this just a entirely new enterprise where it was all new stuff where they're like I say were there guys uh, that you've already dealt with in your own work that you're like I'm going to draw a little bit from that uh well let's see that's a good question um and you're right I mean theater was uh it was definitely my first love. I didn't know uh, anything about it until, you know, I'd seen kind of the big shows. My parents brought me, you know, Les Mis and, and Phantom. But it was really when I met uh, my wife, who was a theater major at Seattle U, you know, um, you know, we, we went around Seattle and just took in every type of show from a black box, you know, two-person performance to the big shows at Act and Intamon and, and everything in between and just fell in love uh, with theater you know, um, it was only, you know, because theater takes so many people, right? I mean, you write it when you're alone or with a group of people, but then, you know, it goes from one, two, three people to 20, 30, 40 people and really, really quickly. Um, and what happened was we had twins <laughs> and all of a sudden getting 40 people in a room together wasn't an option for a couple of years. So I was like, well, what can I write that doesn't take any uh, help at all? And that's kind of how we got into novels. And, um, you know, like you said, um, I do jump genres. Um, I have a Western, sci-fi, you know. Um, I just, I, I never try to do the same thing twice, <clears throat> just so it keeps uh, myself um, interested. And then, you know, also with film. I mean, you know, that's the thing, part of the thing, you know, I love about living in New York is you have just access to these, you know, just some of the, you know, just world-class talents around the corner. And, you know, I used to do with my brother and my friend, uh, Ron Barba and my brother Brendan Hughes that we did a, a web series 10 years ago and I was at meetings you know in a suit and tie and then I would run out with uh with them and film a scene in the meatpacking district in a suit <laughs> at my lunch break holding the boom mic you know over a scene and then run back to the office right after so it's uh it's, it's definitely a, a, a passion of mine it stays top of mind uh, front to back I don't know if I have any of the same characters I mean I try to go in new every single time uh there might be a line or two that I borrow um, but I'll tell you, the closest thing that I borrowed is a real story is um, from Saturday morning uh, wrestling when I was a kid. I believe, believe, I might be wrong about this, but the Iron Sheik, I think, you know, he had just won a, a, you know, a match, and then he was talking trash afterwards and said, and, you know, and he looked right into the camera, and I was six or seven years old, and he said, you know, don't think, you know, nobody's safe, nobody's safe. And, and uh, you know, that goes for you guys at home. Don't think that I can't, can't come and get you at home, too. And as a six-year-old, you're like, uh, is he serious? Is he going to come here? <laughs> and, uh, that's one nice. of the lines that got into the show. <laughs> Actually, um, you know, Scarlet Sublime, played by uh, Larissa Lynn, you know, wonderful uh, actor and, and, and uh, producer on the show, too. Um, 
you know, she says, well, I was, you know, I was, when I was a kid, you know, I, I would watch this and I was terrified. I was terrified that they were serious. I had, they had me crying. <laughs> and, you know, I think I was. You know, these are intimidating people when your imagination is, uh, is running wild. So uh, I, I think these are unique. Um, so you won't, you won't see Alexander Swagger in my Western. I'll put it that way. Well, maybe you should Definitely. And then one <laughs> other quick question is, I know in theater you have to have understudies. Do you guys have – people in the wings in case somebody does get sick or god forbid gets hurt in the ring and, and story contingencies that you can go in a different direction or uh have people fill in or or is uh is that you know what kind of contingency plans do you have in the event that something happens like that yeah i mean when you know that that's, that's part of the it's part of the process so you know as the show moves forward the yeah the, there'll be people who know other parts i mean we're so lucky to have um you know, Ramin Caramelo, part of the cast, and then Jeremiah, the director, you know, has gone on for Ramin and in, in Funny Girl. So, you know, we're we're in really uh, good hands uh, professionally. So, uh, there'll definitely be contingency plans, and um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's well, just, well, like you said, the wrestlers are able to the wrestlers are able to kind of do things on the fly. So I think you're in great hands with the, when you're doing that. So anyway, uh, all the, you know, best to you and, uh, and, and your future uh, with this show. And I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. So uh, thanks for coming on the show and great to talk to you. You too, man. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Jason, before we jump into the last call, one more question from my side of the microphone. When you have a, play a a performance that has this many characters that I'm going to use a wrestling term that are getting over with the fans where people are latching on to the mother and to swagger as the author. Do you ever rewrite the book after it's made it on stage? If you see a particular character getting over with the crowd, do you ever feed him some more lines that help him get more over or does the rewrite stop by the time it goes live? Um, well, <clears throat> again, we're a little bit in uncharted territory. I mean, certainly, uh, certainly scripts get worked on until the last minute. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough. We saw a, a play on Broadway, Leopold shot uh, just a couple weeks ago, and the playwright Tom Stoppard is my absolute, absolute, absolute favorite uh, playwright. You know, they just I, I love him. He's you know one of the reasons I got into theater, if not the reason. And uh, I had the great fortune of bumping into him uh, after the performance. And this is this was like a dream come true. This was like my hero, uh, my wife's hero. I mean, you know, he's 85 years old, has had a million shows on Broadway, a million Tonys. And I met him, and it was brief. I didn't want to bug him. Um, it, you know, there's not many celebrities I would meet that I would get kind of tongue-tied, but I did around him. And what was so endearing about this, the show is still in preview, so the, 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 they were still able to make changes. You know, it's not it's, the show is up. You can go see it but it's before opening night and opening night generally is when the, the script is locked. So this is a week before opening and, you know, I, I meet my hero and he's out there and I try not to bug him. And, and I'm like, Mr. Stoppard, you know, I'm such a big fan. And, um, you know, the first thing he asked was, where were you sitting? You know, and we were like, Oh, we were, this is where we were sitting. And he said, how did it sound from there? How did the sound design sound? And, you know, and, and talking about act two, how did act two jump into, you know, how did you feel about the way act two, and it was, you know, so surreal, you know, this accomplished, I mean, he couldn't be more accomplished Tony-wise and, and production-wise, worldwide. and he's still trying to get it right. He's still trying to improve the process and just make it as good as possible. And I think that's what, you know, we'll obviously be working on until the last second. But to see that, you know, even at that level, 
you know, the m most minute details are poured over until the last possible second. So that's definitely something um, that'll be an ongoing process. I have new jokes I want to throw in there for the announcers and, um, you know, we have different, uh, you know, different uh, monologues for the characters that we're going to throw in. So, yeah. And, and then also, you know, we have um, different characters like the cannibal and surgeon, um, you know, uh, Jason and, and, and it was, you know, these are characters, when you hear jokes, when you hear lines get over, then it makes you more excited to go and write more for those characters in that, you know, in that mode, you know, seeing them in that moment. So, you know, we have this um, one wrestler, the surgeon, right? And, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's an evil uh, surgeon. You know, we have Jason Simon playing him, but, you know, and, and we have, you know, his, his list of, of horrible moves, you know, the wrestling moves that he comes up with. And he's like, have you ever seen the, you know, a list of never before seen moves before, like the dirty stirrups, you know, and then the crowd goes, Oh, <laughs> and, you know, it's, you just want to give him more because he's such a fun character. So yeah, we'll be working on this and, you know, moving it forward. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's just so much fun. You know, Ryan Thurman played uh, the cannonball and he's just so much fun and he connected with the audience and, you know, he's doing this James Brown <laughs> thing as he comes in and yeah absolutely i mean you just want to i could watch this show i'll put it this way i have to be edited i have to have it cut down because if this show was five hours i would still love every minute of it so <laughs> i have to be reined in <laughs> well that is fantastic we got jason hughes for just about another 10 minutes or so we're going to jump into another call and then we'll finish up uh we're flying this time cross country back to the new jersey area to connect with Mike C. Good morning, Mike. How are you this morning? Good morning, Jay. How is things up in chilly Minnesota? Listen, it's getting colder by the day. I think uh, winter is definitely ushering in. Um, it's good to hear your voice this morning, Mike. You are live with Jason Uza, responsible for the book and lyrics for the last match. Oh, man. Well, I, I guess the first thing I should say uh, to Jason and the team is thank you guys for reannouncing the return to Jersey City on November 14th. <laughs> I can actually confirm I just bought my tickets for the 7.30 show, and I will yes. be bringing my wife. So you guys are actually bailing me out of a uh, predicament I got myself in when my wife couldn't make the first show. <laughs> so uh, that's, a, that's a big win for my, big win for my uh, marriage. And uh, good morning, Jason. Uh, <laughs> I was at the, I was actually at the premiere show. I actually had the privilege of sitting with uh, my good friend, Toto Tom, And, uh, you know, similar to ha what Ashley had mentioned earlier on the show, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I had been following along um, the, with the show. I am a, I come from a straight wrestling fan background and I was actually at the show when Jeremiah stepped into the ring in front of the wrestling audience and, you know, announced the show. And I spoke to him afterwards. I said, you know, you're combining the world uh, that my wife and I kind of keep separate. Like she's very in theater and where I have somewhat limited theater experience. And, you know, I'm very into the wrestling uh, and she has limited wrestling experience. So it, I went in not knowing what to expect and, I left that show uh, literally with my mind blown. And, you know, obviously, Ramon, Amber, Matt, Silvana all did such a great job. But I think we need to give a shout-out to uh, Joe Delger, who played yeah. Jimmy Sutton. 
because <laughs> I thought that his uh, character in the show was fantastic, and I must compliment you uh, as, you know, you wrote some great material for him. And, you know, I definitely want to definitely want to see him get his shine. Uh, so, and I also just, you know, as I, after I came home from that show, I should tell you that my wife, who was not at the show, was listening to the soundtrack on repeat. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you definitely, you definitely are appealing to, uh, the theater and the wrestling and, uh, just is there now you had mentioned the mother uh character and her song which of course um you know is iconic in this show to be very transparent <laughs> um what is there one other song that you kind of felt like a real connection to as you were composing uh that you felt that you know would really you, you know tie everything together in the show uh wow uh good question because i am hmm, good question i mean there, there's definitely been um different moments and you know this is, we're lucky enough to have you know a show where you know as as i'm watching it you know whatever scene we're in you know you can't pick a favorite but whatever scene is happening is generally my favorite right and i think that's a good sign that for the mother's in there doing her song i'm like oh this is my favorite moment and then you get into the show must go on uh you know with the boss and you're like oh this is my favorite moment or ballet with teeth so, um, you know, I, I don't, um, I don't know if there's any particular one, but I will say, you know, when it falls down with a sh- uh, song, um, that, you know, Savannah and Chris, uh, came up with, they did the, the music and lyrics on, on that one. And it's, it, it's, you know, the 11th, uh, it's called the 11th hour, uh, number, you know, it comes in right before the big match, right at the end. And it's seven plus minutes. And, you know, it was a, <laughs> this is one they came up with and they made, um, you know, a music video for it and you watch it and it's, 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 it's the moment. I, I don't want to give away the story, but you know, between Ramin and, and Amber, you know, Jenny and, uh, and Ben Vengeance who are a, a couple who are married and both professional wrestlers at the top of their game, you know, and this is kind of, you know, when they're laying it all out and it is a seven minute number and, and, and you wonder, you know, just energy wise, you're trying to, you know, Leave this thread, but it goes off so well, and it's such a beautiful song, and the video is fantastic, and you know, it, it, it's just so great having uh, collaborators who 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 kind of get the energy again. That just to go back to the energy moment of it, um, you know, who get it and and and, and jump in and it's been on the same page since day one, um, you know. So so yeah, if anything, you know, that song, and, and I like that. It, you know, this is one that they came up with, and I didn't have. Um, I didn't do lyrics for that one, and but it, it it just resonated with the whole show, and that's how you know when you have have something good. And um, you know, just, just if, if I could, real briefly, you know, one of my favorite concerts uh, that I ever went to was um, uh, Rage Against the Machine in 2007. My brother Aaron, you know, we flew. I was in Seattle at the time, but we flew out to New York, saw him on Randall's Island, and I'd never been in one of those, you know, 25,000 person. Uh, you know, outdoor arenas. And, you know, from the first note they played, you had, you know, 25,000 people jumping. You know, I think I just turned 30. And, you know, when you're 18 and you're in a crowd like that, it's like, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. When you're 30, you kind of look around, and you're like, I might die tonight. But, you know, but it's worth it. Like, this is awesome. And you're jumping, you're holding onto a stranger's shoulder so you don't fall. And everyone's, you know, but that energy in there was like, unlike anything I've ever um, 
itself. It's, it's definitely one of the biggest concerts I've ever been to, and it was fantastic. But then, you know, we saw our show in White Eagle Hall <laughs> uh, in Jersey City, and, you know, I, I'm not sure the exact number of people that were in there, a couple hundred. I swear I felt the same level of energy as we had at a, a, a Rage Against the Machines. I felt in that room with with the, with the people and, you know, Savannah playing uh, her songs and with her band and that audience and those actors and everything else that went into it. I, I swear to God, I felt like there was 20,000 people in that room. So, That's awesome. Uh, I, can, I can confirm that I also felt like that. I was up in the galley. Um, in the in the overlooking the ring section and the atmosphere and what was cool was I was actually sitting next to Tom and a Broadway fan and you know I I was keeping in I was keeping in tune with the Broadway fan and I saw her getting really into you know the show and that that was very cool uh, <laughs> so I want to uh, you know wish you guys the best of luck on the 14th uh, we will be there cheering you guys on. And Jason, a lot of respect for you being a heel guy. Uh, Tommy might be able to tell you that I'm a bit of a heel guy myself, uh, as, I, as I support the ISPW heels for some reason, just how I, just how I've always been. But uh, congratulations, and can't wait to see where this uh, musical goes because everyone involved has done a fantastic job. Thank you so thank much, you. man. Yeah, thank All right, Mike, you. Definitely thank you. a heel guy. <laughs> Well, listen, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up, Jason, but real quickly, I'm going to say, man, since I know you and now I know your family is coming with swagger shirts, I'm heading over to ProWrestlingTees.com as soon as this episode's <laughs> over because I am going to rise with Vengeance. <laughs> Jason, thank you so yes. much for coming, coming on the show, taking the time, and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks, man. Thank you so much, guys. This was so much fun. Yes, can't, right, wait to see you. A, can't wait to see you Have guys. a great day. All right. There you Take go, care, Jay. What, a, what an excellent edition of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Uh, got a glimpse behind the scenes. I know we had Jeremiah on several weeks back, and, and, and Jason here is you know, so such an important part of the musical. So it was, it was really cool to get his perspective. And, again, we return to White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey, on Monday, November the 14th, two shows, 2.30 and 7.30. And for more information and to get tickets, you can head over to the thelastmatchmusical.com and follow The Last Match Musical on all social media platforms. And this Saturday uh, will be ISPW Slammoween, Jason. I got Jason. I got Jason J, Jumpin' J, I got all these names. This Saturday. All the J names. At ISPW Slamoween in Avenel, New Jersey, 7.30 p.m. bell time to be highlighted by us inducting the superstar Danny Morrison, the first ever inductee into the ISPW Hall of Fame this Saturday night. The cool part is, Jay, this is his hometown, so it's going to be extra special. And then for the ISPW World Heavyweight title, Justin Carino will defend the title against Bull James who got screwed by Carino last week, and uh, the Tri-State title is now vacant. That was the stipulations in the match. So we're having a fatal four-way for the Tri-State title this Saturday in Avenel. It's going to be the Birds of the Sun on opposite sides of the ring. Leo Sparrow and GKM along with H.C. Loke and main event Michael Mars. Fatal four-way to crown a new ISW Tri-State champion. Also, uh, Maven will be in Carino's corner, as always. 
And that's going to be a really good show, man. I'm looking forward to it. And then the, the main thing is, is Rick Recon has been calling out Ace Darling all week long. Uh, he's been cutting daily promos. You can go to the Instagram page, Jay. You can check him out. We post them every day. Uh, Rick Recon's been doing some amazing work. Will Ace Darling accept the challenge? We will find out this Saturday night for tickets. Head over to ISPWWrestling.com. Man, that, that is a huge show, Tommy. As you were saying it, I pulled up my phone. I went to the ISPW Wrestling Instagram page, and you've got all the matches there, beautifully designed on some graphic designs. Listen, this looks like one heck of a way to celebrate Halloween a few days early, brother. Absolutely. And again, if you are on Instagram, just go to ISPW Wrestling. You can check out all the matches for this coming Saturday, along with uh, all the videos that uh, Rick Recon's been doing, calling out Ace Darling. He's doing some amazing work, so I would definitely go out there and go out of your way to check it out. That is very cool. And Tommy, thanks for hooking up today's show with the special guest, Jason Usa. Listen, it is so interesting to hear the behind-the-scenes stories of how something uh, gets in front of an audience, something that you, uh, is the brain behind ISPW, know all too well. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes leading up to an event. And so the same kind of stuff that Jason had to do to get ready for the last match, you have to do to get ready for each and every one of your ISPW shows. So my hat's off to you. What a fantastic episode today, buddy. Super interesting. Yeah, man, I really enjoyed it. Jason is obviously a, a very intelligent man, very well-spoken, and obviously uh, very, very talented. So it was, it was cool to hear his perspective. And, uh, and, and again, it couldn't be a more perfect time because they just announced that we are going to be doing another show on November the 14th. It's a Monday, 2.30 and 7.30. Once again, White Eagle Hall in jersey city new jersey again head over to the last match musical.com for more info so jay we're having a halloween costume uh, costume contest this saturday at isw slamoween again it's going to be 7 30 p.m first presbyterian church gym in avenel new jersey once again that's first presbyterian church gym avenel new jersey pw slamoween it's gonna be a Real cool show. Have some fun. Have some tricks and maybe some treats, Jay. And uh, hope you and your uh, your family have a great weekend. I know you're going to probably be really busy at your job this weekend, being this Halloween weekend. And, Jay, one last question before we sign off this week. Are you planning on dressing up on Halloween? Yes, I will probably dress up on Halloween as I'll take uh, one out around the neighborhood trick-or-treating and so i do like to to dress up as him haven't finalized uh, the costume yet it'll probably be something that i have uh in the old costume box and i'll have to dust it off how about you tommy are you a guy that gets into character on all hallows eve hello <laughs> oh hello just when i thought it was safe to come yeah, back no, on the I'm, air. I, can't, I don't have it. I don't have it in my throat to do <laughs> could it today. You, could you imagine ringing somebody's doorbell in that voice, using the words that Tommy Sheik <laughs> uses, and asking, demanding for some candy? <laughs> uh, I, you know, man. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll. I'm looking at a couple of wrestling masks in my store right now as I'm walking around. Maybe I'll. I'll throw one of these bad boys on on Monday, and uh, maybe I'll be. I don't know, La Parca. There you go. Why not? And then the beautiful part is you, you put a hood on like that and neighbors don't know how old you are. You could just be a big, big eight-year-old kid walking around looking for candy. 
Hey, brother, this would be the biggest eight-year-old kid you ever saw in your entire existence. Trust me. That's awesome. Hey, listen, man, I had a, had a great time. This was a really fun topic today, and I look forward to uh, – I think we'll have another guest on. I like the flow of having guests on. Uh, I think it's interesting. So we'll have another guest on next week. I'm not sure who yet, but uh, we'll make it a fun one. So until then, Jay, I hope you uh, get all the candy that you want. Hope uh, you don't steal your kids' candy when they go to sleep. Because I know how I remember some of that story last year about you and your uh, wife eating all those tootsie rolls and uh, Reese's Pieces while you're watching 90 Day Fiance when the kids went to sleep. So uh, yeah, hey, listen, just I'm, check them for safety purposes. That's all. Quality control. <laughs> well, listen, man. I hope, you, I hope everyone out there has a great Halloween weekend. And uh, anyone that lives in the New, Jer- New Jersey area, once again, please come out this Saturday. Uh, Avenel, New Jersey, First Presbyterian Church Gym for ISPW Slamoween. And until next week, we will talk to you right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.